We sound good. We look good. Yeah. We feel good. Yeah. All Jeff good. Vierling, everybody. I'm super glad that you're here. Uh, I'm going to just tee it up a little bit for introduction and, uh, I don't know, kind of shamelessly share how excited I am to be able to pick your brain. But for anybody listening, Jeff is the founder, co-founder of Tailwind. And there's an awesome story with, you know, how you kind of thought through the product. And it's been so fun for me to see. I had a little bit of a auxiliary insight into your business when I was working at my last job and we were helping with some of the the video production work and things like that. And I was also at the time kind of dipping my toe in endurance sports. I was running half marathons, you know, and, and like very, this is years and years ago, but I'm so excited to be able to pick your brain because for one, I'm an enormous fan of your product. I'm a user. I'm a customer. I believe in it. It's just a great product. I also feel like, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to dive into some of the details, but I feel like it's been a disruptor. And maybe it's because I'm learning more, but now I see other similar products on the market. So I'm excited to, to learn about that. But beyond my fanhood for the product, it's also been really fun for me to see how you've built such a successful business and brand and all of the things that you've done from the business side of it, and especially here in Durango. So to tee it up, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for giving me your time because I know how busy you are. And we were just talking off camera that, you know, also in the throes of training for the big race in New Zealand and, and all that stuff. So anyway, thank you a ton for, for being here. Oh, ben, it's awesome to be here. And thank you for those kind words. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely been a group effort, not just me, but, um, but excited to talk about it. Do you mind to, to kind of get us started? There's a story of, you know, kind of when I'll call it that when the idea was, was birthed and I, cause for a few reasons, one is I'd love to just hear like the actual process of you coming up with the idea with, with Tailwind. Um, and then I also would love to hear how that turned into, you know, how that evolved from an idea during a long bike race to a business and, you know, kind of those, those early days. Do you mind yeah. humoring me and, and sharing me that, that, that story, the origin story? Yeah, sure. The origin story. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, like all great businesses, Tailwind started with my head in the trash can, um, puking up, uh, the breakfast I'd had 13 hours earlier, it was, it was muesli, by the way, readily identifiable, um, at the finish line of the Leadville 100 mountain bike race. And um, I, I did finish, which was amazing, but uh, my, my wife and co-founder, Jenny, she met me at the finish and wanted to give me a big hug. I'm like, uh-uh, headed straight over to the trash can and, uh, and was, you know, puking up uh, this this breakfast that had never made it through and really nothing to made it through all day. And it was so disappointing to me because I trained really hard for it. Uh, this is my first real big race that I'd done and, uh, I was in good, good enough shape. My legs felt fine, but man, my stomach just killed me the entire day. And, uh, and so that was kind of the, the thing that just set the wheels in motion in, in my mind. And, and I started just really trying a bunch of different products, see if I could just nail, you know, the nutrition by try trying something else and didn't find something that really worked very well for me. And, um, and so I got kind of frustrated with that shotgun approach. And I, I decided that I, I just wanted to try and understand how our body's fueled. And then maybe that could just inform, you know, making a better choice for, from a consumer perspective. So Correct. you're at this stage researching to learn 
which product you should buy. There's the idea of like starting a business was, or even making my own at that point, wasn't even a thought. It was, it was just like, I'm just trying to solve my problem. Right. And, um, and so I, I started, uh, reading the medical literature about how our bodies absorb fuel. And then I was like, huh, okay, I can kind of understand like, wow, this was, why this wasn't really working for me and why that wasn't working for me. And, and just some of the dynamics there of, of, you know, what, how the, how the body actually absorbs fuel and the challenges that are going on, like your blood flow is going away from your digestive tract and you just can't really digest, uh, you know, food very well, uh, while you're exercising and pushing it. So, um, I didn't see anything out there that was just that that was really matching how the body absorbed fuel, and so I decided to go ahead and try and make my own. Um, and uh, and so that was kind of experimenting with uh, you know buying things on Amazon and at the natural food natural grocers and um, and and putting it together. Uh, but I I had a pretty good understanding at that point of what I was trying to do, which was to take advantage of the of the um, the transport mechanisms that are in the small intestine um, for for transporting um, sucrose or sorry, glucose and fructose, and um, and those are kind of your primary energy sources, and then also for absorbing electrolytes and water, uh, kind of the main things. So um, I started to make do that really well with water and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that, that turns out to be like the the key, you know, the, the key to endurance. Need, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I was trying to just make it super easy and, and solve my problem. And, um, and it worked really well. And so then I started sharing it, um, started sharing it with people that I met through Leadville and also started sharing it with, uh, with friends around the Durango area, uh, which as you know, is just full of athletes yeah. and, um, you know, it worked very well for me, but it also worked for them. And so, uh, I was making it on my wife's grandmother's KitchenAid in our kitchen and um, meeting people in parking lots and handing off baggies of white powder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still get worried about traveling with Tailwind. Like I purposely will put it in a, in its packaging because of it's just that's so funny. Uh, even in the packaging, um, honestly, I've met the um, explosive specialist for uh, Chicago O'Hare. <laughs> Um, personally, um, yeah, got delayed, uh, pretty hung up there. So yeah, you have to be careful with that. Yeah. Put, it, put it in your check baggage. <laughs> and, 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 and jokes aside, how cool though to see, and, and I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that, but you know, from, from literally, you know, meeting friends in parking lots and selling Ziploc bags full of, full of white powder to where we are today, which it's really yeah. a, a, a household name, especially in the, the endurance you know, the, the ultra endurance community for sure. I mean, the, the growth has been incredible. So just to make sure that I'm staying on track from a timeline perspective, those days, the exploration phase, the, you know, making it with your, I forget if you said your, your mom or your grand, you know, the, but making it with, with what you had and sourcing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what year was that? How, how long ago was, were those early, those early experimental days? So, so that would be like, uh, 2009, maybe eight, nine, 10 in that region. Okay. Um, and it was definitely not a business, um, you know, uh, aside from meeting people, you know, giving, giving people bags. Um, it was really just, just playing around with it. But, um, but the thing that changed that was one woman that I'd met through Leadville and she had dropped out of seven races. 
um, just could not get over the nutrition hump. And, um, and so I gave her some of this and, uh, it didn't even have a name at that point. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just my secret your stuff. powder. Yeah. And, uh, um, she emailed a couple months later and she'd finished the Shenandoah 100 and her stomach felt great all the way through it. And she broke down in tears as she was crossing the finish line because she'd finally been able to achieve this goal that she'd been working on for the better part of a decade. Wow. And, um, and that was just really powerful. And, um, and that's when Jenny and I kind of looked at each other and said, you know, you know, maybe if we can help other people achieve their goals, that's something that, that we could maybe build a business around. And at the time you have a full-time job, you're, we're, you're, you're, what are you doing at the time? I mean, have you always been entrepreneurial minded or were you, you know, I'm kind of curious the, the, the life situation when you start to realize, okay, this can actually impact, you know, impact people. What, what did your life look like at, at that time? Yeah. Uh, I mean, both my wife and I were working and we had, uh, you know, two, two, uh, relatively young kids. And, um, so life In was, the life was pretty busy. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting because I, uh, I look back on, at the things I've done and I actually was involved in a number of startups and, um, and, uh, both for-profit and some nonprofit work also. And, um, and my background was really in software design and project management. So technical, but not anything to do with nutrition, but, um, but I never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur and, um, it was more just maybe like that I enjoyed starting new things and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and then I didn't set out to, you know, create tailwind and, 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 uh, be an entrepreneur and, and starting this business, but, but that's what ended up happening. And so in a funny way, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, it's sort of taught me that maybe that me, that is my thing. I am am more of an entrepreneur. Right. Um, And I, and I think the root of that for me is, um, I just love, love looking, I love solving problems. I like thinking about like, you know, problems more as opportunities than as obstacles. And, um, and so that's more of a mindset, I guess, but I think that's just goes along with being an entrepreneur. Which I love. And, and that, that mindset is probably well, not probably is critical, you know, to growing and, and building a business, seeing, you know, problems as opportunities rather than rather yeah. than obstacles and, and things like that. Because one of the things I'm curious about is and and coming from a guy that knows nothing about, you know, the I'll just call it the, the you know, the, the supplement industry, I guess, or the, the food and be- whatever category we would put it in. I would imagine that, OK, you know, we're realizing, OK, we can help people. We've got some proof of concept is there. We've been using it. Our friends have been using it. You know, now our non-friends are using it, seeing the success in it. This idea is kind of, you know, growing. It's, it's turning into a thing. But I would imagine there was a whole lot of obstacles from, okay, that was cool, you know, to being a, a business. Yeah. What did that look like? And how did you tackle just even like the logistical, legal you know, the, the ingredient, I mean, just all like, how did, how did, cause, and part of what I'm curious about is knowing that, you know, you and your wife both had full-time jobs, you had kids. It's not the ideal time to take a big <laughs> risk. Right. And it's a complicated one, you know, not like anybody, it's a, 
you're starting something new, like truly from, you know, from scratch. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how, how that evolution, you know, happened. And I mean, did you quit your job? Like what, what, what was the, what were those steps looking like? Yeah, I, I, I did have another, I had an online business. It was on the side. And so I sold that. Um, so it's starting to focus a little bit entrepreneurial. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. And, um, and uh, it, it also turned out that, that Jenny had run her course with the, the job that she was working to. And, and so kind of, we kind of said, like, well, let's give this thing a shot. Um, and so we decided to do kind of a big beta test in the summer of 2012. And that's kind of, uh, you know, to borrow a software term, that, that idea of, like, just kind of launching something, but just to see how it goes. What's the market reception going to be like? And um, we had enough um, experience with a website to be able to set up a, um, a Shopify store and um, kind of, you know, rudimentary, but, uh, but it worked. And, um, and we wanted to see, you know, if people would, uh, would buy it, but then also what their experience would be with it. They have a positive experience, would they buy it again? A true beta test. Yeah, a true yeah. beta test. Um, and the launch for that, um, and this is just a, it's just a great Durango, um, story. Um, so, uh, uh, Ed Zinkett, a mountain bike specialist, um, invited us in to talk with his team about what we were doing. And we didn't have, you know, we didn't have packaging or anything like that, but we, we kind of told the whole story. Here's what, here's what it is. And he's like, great, I'll buy $400 worth. And we're like, oh, all right. Well, I guess we better go find some packaging <laughs> <laughs> and, and start making this. Um, so, so, uh, and then offered up um, the uh, us being able to sample in the store during Iron Horse. Oh, wow! And so that Iron Horse weekend was like our whole kickoff, and it was like crazy. Um, I mean, literally, we had these bags that we're just we're making and we're putting on the shelf, and then sampling in the store and there's just hundreds of people and then people are sampling and they're going over and they're buying bags and um and then we're like um okay we're almost out of bags so one of us would run home and like make some more and um, like literally run home and make more literally run home and make more yeah wow um, it was very seat of the pants yeah um and uh and we were making it at home so this is the um uh, health department uh, uh, call out right here. Don't listen if you're a health department person. <laughs> um, yeah, the technically we needed to be in a um, you know in a commercial kitchen, but that was really kind of an unaffordable step at that at that point. And, and so we did what was a commissary relationship, which is basically saying, hey, we're we're uh, sharing a, a commercial kitchen with another, um, which was a restaurant that's not around anymore. But um, they they let us sort of do that. But it, but in reality, we were making it at home. And, um, and it's powder, there's not really any big, you know, uh, health risks involved right. with that. So not a, not a huge deal, but yeah, there's a little bit of, um, sometimes when you're starting things, you have to prioritize what regulations you can deal with and which ones you can't. Right. Um, so that, that was, that was a thing. Um, and, uh, and, and then the, the, the test went pretty well. Um, I mean, very small scale, but the feedback was almost universally positive. Well, and a great sample, a great sample group, you know, <clears throat> Absolutely. so even if it is a small, you know, a small test and, you know, great people at, at mountain bike specialists and all that good stuff. But the, the riders of iron horse are, I mean, they're, that's a great, yeah. I feel like, you know, how cool must that have been for reassurance for you that, 
you know, these guys know what they're doing is my point. You know, it, it's right. not just random, right. random and, and people. They're, they're putting it to a real test. Yeah. 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 And we, you know, we asked people to um, send us feedback. We asked them to stop by again later in the weekend after they finished the race and tell us how it went. And um, the feedback is really positive. And, uh, and the same was true on the website and the web, web sales. Um, so, so what is that? Well, talk me through the emotion, you know, this, I'm envisioning this kind of like test launch weekend. And, and I, I, I relate so much to the excitement of like, somebody's buying my thing. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, know. I remember the, the first sale I closed at Ascent Digital was like, you know, I've, I have it framed, you know, like it was like epic. It was so right. cool that I'm, I'm, this is happening now. It, you know, there's a transaction occurring, but you know, I, I, mine is one at a time and, you know, over email, you know, it's not where you're kind of getting this excitement of the event and needing more product and, and all of that. I would just love to hear like, you know, what, what was the conversation with you and Jenny like that night? You know, like what, what was the, what was the, the, the vibe and the, the emotion at the Veerling household afterwards? I mean, is it, Take, you're taking me back for sure. Um, yeah, I think we were super excited. Um, we were also like exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, really by at that night we were like, Oh, we got to make a bunch more for tomorrow. So we were, we were hard just kept work. working. We just yeah. kept working. I know that feeling um, too, but it was, you know, it's such a charge to be able to talk to people and listen to their challenges and say like, well, Hey, give this a try because, um, this is really designed to solve your stomach issues and to just, give you that energy that you're going to need to get over the passes. And, um, and people were fired up about it. Like that was cool to see like that. It wasn't just me that was having those kinds of problems and challenges, but it turned out like, Hey, there's a lot of people that are, that struggle with nutrition and they, they just want something that'll work for them too. Right. Um, and it just, I don't know, it felt really good that people would be willing to give that a try. And at the time, and, and let me preface this with the, I, I do not want you to give a, you know, don't tell me anything proprietary or, or I don't want you to, you know, give me the secret, don't yeah. give me the yeah, secret yeah. recipe or anything like that. But what I'm curious about is that there was clearly a gap in the market for specifically how tailwind fuels. Mm -hmm. Were there pieces of that available that, that people would try to kind of piece together? Or I guess it, for my sake and really the, you know, the audience's sake, what was it about Tailwind as a fuel source that, that made it so unique at the time? I mean, I got to believe that people somewhat understood the same challenge that you were trying to, to, you know, to solve. And there was there competitors. I mean, was this like sure. the, the yeah. a first of its kind or was there similar, similar products out there? No, I mean, there were definitely products out there and the nutrition space is, uh, you know, was even crowded then it's still crowded today beyond but, even like the the gels and and stuff like that or, yeah okay so uh there were drinks um but i think the thing is that um what what i've always tried to do with tailwind is 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 number one from a um scientific standpoint really to work with your body and not try and uh you know not, not try and fight it um i i think there was um there, there were a number of products out there that were using ingredients that were difficult to digest. And that just didn't make any sense to me when you are running a calorie deficit and when you are, um, when your digestion is derated. 
Um, and the, the longer you go and the harder you go, the more your digestion is derated. So, um, you know, and we all know somebody who can just like, you know, run right up to an aid station and down pepperoni pizza and, um, off they go. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is not me <laughs> or me. <laughs> I mean, I'd be hurling <laughs> in the ditch. So, um, you know, so everybody's different, but, um, but they're for people that are, that struggle with nutrition. I mean, there were products out there that really were using ingredients that just doesn't, don't make sense and weren't really validated by what's needed during exercise. So, um, you know, an example that, uh, for a long time, people really were, um, really thought that for endurance sports, you needed to have protein and you needed to consume protein during your exercise. Well, the science has pretty much disproven that as, as, uh, as being necessary. And in fact, what happens is that protein is very difficult to digest. It challenges your digestive system. And while you're running a calorie deficit, the body will actually just try and utilize that as energy mm. and, and not to not as not any sort of a rebuilding muscle. And it's not a mode of, uh, you know, the hormones aren't turned, down to, turned on to rebuild muscle during your exercise either. So it's, it's really kind of like wrong place, wrong time right. for, for, as an ingredient and has the double effect of really challenging your digestive system. Because, so. and I'm, I'm not even close to an expert, you know, I'm, I'm trial, by, trial by fire on my own end. But to make sure I understand, during an endurance event, really what you need is glucose, carbs, and electrolytes? Yeah, so glu- glucose is a carb. Um, it's a, okay. it's a sugar. Um, the other transport mechanism you have in your, your small intestine is for fructose. Um, those transport mechanisms, when they have the presence of those, of a, a sugar, um, they will all, and sodium, you also need sodium to, to function and water. Um, they'll move the, the transports will actively pump the, the, uh, sugar, and the sodium across the barrier into your bloodstream. And the, those sodium molecules will attract water through the pores in the small intestine. So it actually both pumps, actively pumping and then kind of sucking water in. And it's, it's, the, it's the fastest way to get all three. Mm. And, um, and you can actually like hydrate faster that way than you could by just drinking plain water, which relies on an osmosis process. Right. So, um, so it's really... I, I think like super cool and, and elegant, you know, how our bodies are really designed to um, very efficiently take up the ingredients that we need to sustain our efforts. Yeah. Right. Um, and not just athletically, but I mean, if you think about it, evolutionarily, if you've, um, you know, you're, you're chasing after a wildebeest or something, it's, it's how it's, this is how you feel yourself. So, um, so it's very cool. And, and just, um, but, what we tried to do with Tailwind is give you exactly those elements mm-hmm. and not require digestion to, to and break it down and, and, and make those available. I was just going to ask, because that, that's why it's so easy on on your gut, I would assume. Yeah, and we're talking about the endurance fuel, but yes, um, that, that's, that was one of the really key things. Um, the other big thing came really from my experience as racing, which is just complication. Um, I, you know... I don't know how you feel when you're out there for like six hours and, and you're, you're like, I can't remember if I took that, you know, gel 10 minutes ago, or was that the one from last hour? I, you know, it just can't, your, your brain kind of goes into a little bit of fog and trying to keep track of a bunch of different, um, elements yeah. of your fueling. Maybe like, a, maybe you have a drink, maybe you have something that you're eating. 
uh, or a gel, and then separate electrolyte pills. And how many? I mean, does anybody know how many electrolyte pills you're supposed to <laughs> right. supposed to take? Um, trying to keep track of all that is stressful, and um, and it, it's prone to error too. I mean, it's, you just you, you can you can drop part of it, or maybe you start stop feeling your stomach doesn't feel good, so you stop for a while, and now your your intake rate is way off. So. Um, so another key there was to combine everything you need into one. So that's kind of where our tagline came from. All you need all day, really. Um, and, and, and just make it super simple. You have to drink, uh, you know, you, you're going to need to drink water. So, um, if you can drink your water and you can get your, your calories and you can get your electrolytes at the same time and, and know that it'll work, then you can have like, a um, you know, can have a repeatable, consistent experience every time you go out. Yeah. And it's not just sort of subject to how well did you juggle, you know, these four or five items you're trying to take in. Right. Well, so I've told you off camera, I ran Arches Ultra two weeks ago or something like that. And I started the race with two scoops of Tailwind in each bottle. And then I had gels and then I had an extra, you know, extra Tailwind for, for later. And it was a way more technical course than I anticipated. And a consequence of that was, is that I didn't even think about fuel. Like I was very paying attention to my foot placement and, right. you know, jumping over the thing. And it just kind of evolved on me, kind of snuck up on me. And I had gels and, and whatever. And afterwards, my wife was helping me clean out my vest. And we're like, you do, I didn't eat nearly enough as I should have. But I got, you know, right off the bat, at least, what is that, 400 calories of you know, with, of good calories with Tailwind. Cause I only, I mean, I was, I was planning on eating like a thousand calories and I probably ate with the 400 of Tailwind and, you know, two or three jobs. I mean, I didn't eat nearly enough. So yeah, my point yeah, is, yeah. is that it was cool. Cause like, at least I had that and it was mindless for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just running and drinking and running and drinking and it, you know, fuel yeah. happened almost, uh, Inadvert- inadvertently because I'm right. just dumb enough to make, you know, huge mistakes when I'm, when I'm not thinking about it. No, and it's not, be, it's not really about being dumb. Like, I think we're all like that, you know, I mean, uh, as much as we'd love to think like, oh, everybody should think about tailwind all the time. But the, the best nutrition is the one that you, you don't even have That's to think about. Great point. Yeah. And, and really it only shows up it only shows up when it doesn't work, right? Right. <laughs> um, ideally, it just works, and you can focus on what you're there for. You can go run or bike yeah, or run, paddle bike, or whatever. Enjoy, enjoy what you're doing and not have to worry about the nutrition. Yeah. So, that, so that was a big part of, like, where I was coming from in, in developing this was I, I wanted it to be that that simple to use and that reliable that, that you could just forget about it um, and not, not make it the focus of, of your event. Right. Right. And you mentioned, you mentioned something there that reminded me, I want to kind of circle back to the, the business side of it, but you know, we're, we're, we're specifically talking about the, the endurance fuel, but I know that you have, there's, there's many other products now from recovery mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and really a whole, a whole line of, of products now, which brings me back to kind of this business evolution, yeah. you know, side of it. Um, Let's go back to those early days, the, the, the testing, you know, we're, we're seeing that it's working, we're making more product, we're, we're selling it online now. What did the growth trajectory look like? You know, and this was, I guess, so this is 11 years ago now when yeah, read uh, about when you're selling online for the first time. 
right? Um, yeah, 2012. So so uh, that was summer of 2012. So we're talking, um, you know, uh, 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a team of two. I mean, it's still very <sighs> early on. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to kind of hear, I'd love to hear the, the progression of, of the business. You know, I mean, obviously not every step of the way, but, I, but I, it's fascinating to me to have seen literal exponent. I mean, just today I was prepping for, for the podcast and I'm, you know, playing around on Instagram and looking up Tailwind and looking up you by name and, and things like that. And I mean, there's international pages for your brand now and, yeah. you know, all these. I mean, it is just, it's so cool to see. And I know that that wasn't easy. I know right. that that didn't happen overnight. So I'd love to hear, you know, more of the the progression on the on the business side of things too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that after that first summer, um, we had an opportunity to meet with uh, one of the founders of backcountry.com um, who uh, just shared with us his story. And uh, it was also a cautionary tale because, um, because all the successes that that business had experienced had also uh, kind of come at a tremendous personal cost for him. Um, and so he had maybe a different perspective. Then and here we are thinking like uh, we don't even know if we really have anything, you know. <laughs> and he, but he's like he's challenging us to. Uh, well, in retrospect, but I mean at that time we didn't really know, right? Um, but he was really challenging us to think about what does success look like, um, and not and what does it feel like, and not just from a monetary hmm. standpoint, but like what would you what do you want Tailwind to be known for, and um, you know what do you want your how, how do you want people to think about it? And, um, and what does it feel like to run that business? Um, and Jenny and I are kind of like, uh, well, I mean, we're hoping that we have some sales, you know, yeah. um, hoping that it's a business, <laughs> right. <laughs> hoping it's still around in a few months. But, um, but it was really, I, I've, that stuck with me. Um, and, and really one of the central tenets for us was um, and it kind of uh, one of our core values as a company is to be a support crew. Um, and that's, you know, just like you're a support crew for somebody at a race. Um, it's, hey, we're just in your corner. We're going to do everything we can to help you. And, um, and we want to, we want to be that for our customers. Um, we also want to be that for ourselves internally, like with our team. Yeah, I love that. And, um, and so that was where that that initial idea kind of came from is thinking about, Hey, if we can be that, if we can be that support crew and we can deliver products that work, then the business will probably work. Um, and, and, and so it was almost like, let's focus on, let's focus on what we're trying to do. And then, um, that should lead to business success. And, and it, and it has, I think. Um, so, so that was how unique that you had that insight early on. Yeah. Um, and from somebody who really, you know, had been through a business growth on a scale that's like, you know, dwarfs ours. Yeah. Um, it was really cool uh, to have that opportunity. And, um, you know, sadly, sadly he's passed away and, and some of those personal issues really caught up with him. And, um, so very, I think it was very heartfelt and really generous of him to share that at the the time. And you, and it clearly resonated. Yeah. And, and I think, it, that's such a powerful perspective to share because, you know, it, it, I, I'm guilty of, you know, it's like, what, what are we doing? Right. You know, are, are, are we, what, what's the point? I mean, what are we trying to add value? We're we trying to help businesses grow. I mean, I, you know, we, we wrestle with that all the time and there's so many distractions 
when you're trying to build a business and you know, you need money, you need the client, you need the sale yeah. and whatever. And I think that that's such a powerful reminder of like, what do you want it to be? What, what's the reason for it anyway? Focus on that. You know, the business will work. I mean, obviously there's, you know, those other things, but kind of, to me, I feel like that sort of solidifies the foundation. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I mean, you can't ignore the business aspects of it, but at the same time, if that's all you focus on, then, then, you know, you might not really achieve the, the goal of like for us, which was to help people. Right. Well, and you, you end up without a direction. Yeah. So like, you know, if you've got those, those fundamentals in place, you know where you're headed and then you can focus on the business side of things because you've, you've got your North star, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's cool that that happened. I didn't realize I, I knew that you had that philosophy and some of that perspective from when we did the branding mm-hmm. conversation, but I didn't realize that that was, you know, at the forefront of, of your process yeah, that from, early on. That's so early, cool. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was really, um, that was a really good start. And then, um, I think the other thing that, you know, just going back to kind of solving problems or viewing problems as opportunities is um, I think something I've learned in growing this is to just, is to solve the problems that are really in front of you and not really worry about the ones that you might have or, mm. or, you know, might come up, um, but really the ones that are in front of you. So, so the first thing we had to do is be able to produce enough, right? Um, so, um, so from the KitchenAid, which took 10 minutes to make one, one pouch that was not going to cut it. So, uh, so the, uh, we bought a mixer, um, and it was this kind of tumbling drum and I could do about a hundred pounds of product at a time. Um, the motor was 800 bucks. So Jenny's like, well, you could do the hand crank model. (laughs) We don't have the 800. Yeah. 800 is too much. So, um, so literally I would do like 50 cranks and like, shake, shake my arms out and do another 50 cranks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hand mixing. Hand mixing. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then, um, kind of MacGyvered up, uh, a screen, uh, like, um, because the ingredients would sometimes have clumps in them. And, and so I needed to get all those out. So, so I took apart a random, random orbit sander and attached the motor onto uh, a homemade screen and, put that over a bucket and that's how I would dump out ingredients and, and, uh, sift out all the, all the, um, the chunks and make sure it was all powder. And, uh, and then it, and it would go into the mixer and, and, um, crank away. Um, we hired a couple of our, uh, our friends, uh, friends, kids from across the Valley to come over and, um, pack up orders and, um, uh, put stickers on the bags and things like that. And, and, um, uh, um, when we went away, we would take um, we'd take a little printer with us and the computer and um, and we would you know um, f- and a bunch of product and boxes and we'd fill, fill orders and drop them off at the post office and and do that kind of thing. So because so. at this stage you're basically f- fulfilling two orders, like you're not you're not yeah. backstocking it. You know, it, as orders are coming in, you're 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 filling them. Generally speaking, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then one of the turning points was um, a podcast, actually, uh, with uh, Trail Runner Nation, and um, those guys are terrific. Um, but they they had uh, they had uh, Sunny Blend on, who was a, 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 a dietitian, and she was in um, that uh, the book, the um, Born to Run, mm-hmm. right? And um, and she had tried some of some of our stuff and told them about it, and and then um, they called me up and said like, Hey, could we have you on? And kind of talk through, um, some of the science behind the, the product and, 
and how it worked. And I think that was downloaded 10,000 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and is this year one? Yeah, this is year one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Scott and Don and those guys are great. Um, so that, that was a huge deal for us because, you know, what was, you know, seven orders, eight orders a day suddenly turned into like a hundred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did you handle that? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I had to work on my arm strength. For, yeah. <laughs> for, lots for, of for hand cranking. Yeah. yeah now maybe we could afford the electric one. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, now we, we, uh, um, I mean, we just did our best with that, but, um, but then started looking for like, okay, it's time to move out of, move out of the home digs and, and, uh, see if we can get into, um, more of a, a, a actual a facility. facility. Yeah. Um, and, uh, one of our advisors, um, kind of connected us with a food company that was operating on, in Dolores and they had essentially what amounted to a garage bay's worth of space that was, um, extra, but they also had some employees and then those employees had downtime in their process so they could, could help out, um, with us during that time. And, um, and so, uh, so we took them up on that and, um, you know, got a U-Haul, moved everything, everything out there and, uh, and set it up and, uh, I think that was like um, maybe like a June timeframe, and by the end of that year, um, we had taken over the full space and the employees. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and now this is it. I mean, we've long since left the jobs. I mean, this is we're clearly yeah we're in it all now. in. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, without you know prying too much, but and I don't even know if you would know this, but I would love to you. Know, went from seven orders a day to a hundred. Any idea how many orders per day you guys are fulfilling now? I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're even that close to that side of it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is seasonal. Um, so our, our peaks are, you know, in the, in the summer. Um, but if we were looking at, you know, all channels, it's, you know, I don't know, it's, it's probably, um, on the order of a thousand or so. Wow. Um, but yeah, but there's a big range in those orders sure. because some of them are um, like their website orders or Amazon orders, um, their wholesale orders. So going to going to the shops that, that carry Tailwind, um, and then our international partners, which some of whom order in containers. So so there's a big range. There, <laughs> yeah. One one order might be rather large. Right. Um, you know, some we we are. As the businesses evolve, we're shipping more and more um, pallet, you know, pallet orders and container. Type well, there's orders. a good illustration right there. I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at is, you know, mailing out seven bags a day to, you know, yeah. mailing out yeah, really, 70 really pallets, you know, or whatever the, the right. just exponentially, exponentially different. Yes. How cool. Has it, has it always been an upward trajectory? Has there been ebbs and flows in, in the business? I mean downtimes the the moments when you're like man this is getting tough or have the problems always been related to growth and and kind of that that you know that upward momentum um well we've been pretty fortunate most of them have been related to growth and that momentum i'm thinking about the when we outgrew that space and 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 uh the the u-haul that we rented to move um broke down on mancus hill and, you know, um, and, uh, and then that had to get towed up on a flatbed, which cramped, 
jets and everything flying to the back. And, <laughs> you know, real, like, there, there, there were definitely low moments and challenges. Um, the, the toughest one for sure was COVID. Um, and, and that was because we're a manufacturer and, um, and if we couldn't, if we couldn't keep producing, you know, we were going to be out of business soon, Yeah. <laughs> you know, in a matter of matter of months. And, um, I think something that, you know, kind of back to that support crew, I think something that Jenny and I also, um, decided very early on was we wanted this business to be a community asset, um, and, and that means a number of different things, but part of it means like providing really providing good jobs and and um, year-round jobs, and um, you know, and and here we are in a in a mountain town where it's kind of you know it is tough to make it yeah. economically, right? Well, and especially doing what you do, yeah, I mean, ma- manufacturing logistics, yeah, in Durango are I mean, not great. Uh, yeah, the other side of the pass, there's at least a highway, <laughs> right? You know, so many, yeah. so many things, yeah, the challenges here, but. But um, but we have a, we have really wonderful um, employees and we care about them a lot and that's and so that was kind of a moment of like um, okay uh, and you know you, you probably remember I mean everything was changing day by day regulations were changing day by day um, and really just trying to figure out like okay how do we keep everybody healthy because what did you shut down for a- we did not have to shut down. Um, because uh, as a food manufacturer, we were um, that falls into one of the critical, yeah. um, you know, critical business categories. So we were allowed to continue to operate, but we could only do so if we could keep everybody healthy. Right. You know, if we if we um, if people were coming down with with COVID, they that would shut us down. Right. So um, you know, and I I remember. Um, uh, I, I called every employee, um, like we just had personal conversations, um, just to talk about like, okay, we, here's what we know, here's what we don't know. Um, but our intention is to keep you employed and, and, um, ride this out and we'll see the other end of it together. Um, that was, uh, I was, it was a moment where maybe I was trying to project more confidence that I had. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, but that was, you know, that's what we were trying to do. It was just, it was, uh, it was awfully difficult and, and stressful thing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. How did those, I'll call it those moments, but you know, that, that period of time with COVID and the uncertainty and, you know, the, the personal conversations and, you know, your own fear. I mean, there's so much going on there. How did that impact the culture of your company at the time and and afterwards, I I think what it did is um, it, it clarified for uh, for us the um, importance of um, of having values that we talk about and that we share as a company and that we make part of our hiring decisions. Um, like I said, we have some really wonderful people that have been through it, were, were through, with us through that time and, and still are with us now. Um, we also had a couple of people who, uh, frankly, milked it. Um, and, and it was like, wow, okay, we don't want these people. Um, you know, even, even when things are, you know, back to more normal, uh, those are, these are not players that we want as part of our support crew. Yeah. Right? Um, and so uh, that's, that was uh, one of the motivations for for really like 
developing some core values that we articulate, that we talk about. Um, we have quarterly meetings where we, all team meetings, we talk about um, how we did in that quarter and what's going, what's coming forward. Um, but we also will always review our core values. Like that's our touchstone, right? Um, so do you guys do the EOS? Yeah, system? we do. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you, you're you're nodding your head. Did Did you do? Were you doing that actively pre-COVID? Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly when we started doing it, but um, I don't think so. I think it was more, if we were, we were just dabbling in it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just part of. Yeah. That's for us, you know, uh, Brittany went to the integrator master class and, mm. you know, obviously read the books and all that good stuff. And it was great for us because it kind of reaffirmed things that we were doing naturally, but like we didn't know how to perfectly define and, you know, package up like it, we, yeah. we were attempting to do some of that stuff. So and I'm, I'm picking up on some of the, some of the themes there and it's, I'm, I'm in a, well, I'm in a similar, a similar moment right now. So it's fun for me to hear, fun for me to hear some of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is, um, I think one of the things as a founder is you kind of think about things that you conceptualize them as how you want them to be, but maybe, uh, but you, uh, it's easy to forget to communicate that, yeah. you know, uh, or, or you kind of think like, Oh, everybody kind of thinks that way, but maybe not. And then you're busy. You got five meetings. And, yeah. yeah. And, and when you have a lot of employees, it's just, it is important to keep, to have those, those touchstones that you can come back to and that, that everybody knows about. Um, so that was one of the, one of the lessons out of that. Um, and, um, and just the communication, how important, you know, maintaining, good communication and um, solving problems together is right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause as a founder, a like, I can't, yeah, but, and it can't be like, okay, just a couple of us are trying to solve problems and push solutions down. That doesn't work that way. Right. You know, we needed to work together to figure out how we were going to make it through this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a, what a powerful, you know, exercise to, I don't know, make the core group closer. And then the, you know, those that didn't fit, didn't fit obviously, but usually, mm -hmm. the, you know, through those adversity moments is kind of when that, that naturally sort of happens, you know, you either right. rise to the occasion or, 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 or a better fit, you know, with a different group or, or a different team. Yeah. When did, when did you branch out from the endurance fuel? Uh -huh. Um, and, and how did that fit into things in terms of the other, the other product offerings? And in fact, do you mind just telling me all the other, you know, all the other product offerings too? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so Endurance Fuel was obviously the, the first product, and that was um, that's really made for during exercise and to support you during, you know, as long as you want to go and as hard as you want to go. Um, and that's the, the thing that I was trying to solve my problem for. Um, and, um, and so we, you know, initially kind of grew that product line um, with different, different flavors. Um, you know, now we have pouches. We also had a single serve packet. Um, and this was a great thing about, you know, uh, the key to our growth early on was really our customers and the, and the feedback from our customers and then our customers telling other people, you know, that word of mouth was super, super powerful. So, um, when we, you know, we had a lot of requests for like more of a single serve type packet. And so then we threw it out, um, on social media, like, all right, what do you want? What do you want in that? You know, how many calories do you want? And, you know, do you want 100 calories? Do you want 200 calories? And, and, and it was like, boom, in, in an hour, we had our answer. And it was like 90% of people were said, hey, I would love to have something that's 200 calories. Yeah. Give me that. And so we introduced these uh, stick packs that were 200 calories. And that was a first in the industry. Like everybody else was doing 
hundred calorie ones and you had to carry multiple packets in order to get enough calories in for say an hour. Right. So, um, that was pretty cool. Um, so we, we sort of expanded, you know, in form factors there and flavors. Um, and then people were asking us for, for recovery. Um, and a huge, a huge component of recovery is not, is, is to avoid depleting your glycogen stores in the first place. Mm. Um, your recovery is going to be faster if you have, uh, if you haven't gone into an enormous deficit. And so that's where the fueling part is, you know, really important and comes in. Um, Set you up for success to recover. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so the, so, you know, the endurance field does a good job of sparing your glycogen stores. And, and so that's a kind of the first step. Um, it also re- can rebuild your glycogen stores quickly too. So that's, we always felt like, okay, well, that's part of the answer. But, um, but yeah, recovery um, was, uh, was something that people asked us for. And um, I partnered with, uh, with my friend Art, who was the, uh, Art Zemak, who was the one who, um, talked me into signing up for Leadville in the first place. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and he has, uh, he's to blame for all he's of to blame for it. <laughs> so he's done Leadville. He's done Ironman. He's also a physician and, um, and, and loves this stuff too. So, so, uh, so we worked together on, on developing the recovery and what we wanted to do was make sure that we could be adding value and that it would be consistent with what we're, what our, our theme was, which is to be a, a simple and, and complete um, product. So, um, so a lot of work went into that. Um, also, our, our products are all vegan. So, um, and if you've ever tasted vegan recovery products, um, they're almost universally disgusting. Like, like, like if you kind of wonder, did anybody taste this <laughs> right. before they put it on the market? <laughs> like, really bad. Um, so, so it was a real challenge to figure out how to make something that would really taste good and would hit the three pillars of recovery, replenishing your glycogen stores and your energy stores. That's actually what makes you turn around quickly and what makes you start feeling better. Um, it's also, you know, um, if you feel like, if you ever felt like your legs are dead, right. The next day after something, um, that what the difference that you're going to feel is, is coming really from replenishing your energy stores. Huh. So, so that's a super important part of recovery, but it was super overlooked in most of the market. Right. Most of the market was going to like hitting you over the head with lots of protein. Yeah, protein. But, um, but it turns out that um, y- you, you have to rebuild those, those glycogen stores to a sufficient level before, before the processes that enable rebuilding muscle will actually even turn on. Um, and, and that's, you know, you think about it, it kind of makes sense. You know, if you, if you're sort of starving to death, you know, your body's priority is to, to replenish energy first, um, before it will of ex- course. expend energy on rebuilding muscle tissue. Right. So, so you have to have that energy first in order to, to rebuild the muscle tissue. And then the muscle tissue itself, um, is rebuilt using complete protein, um, which is, uh, which is the nine essential amino acids that you, that you have to eat. Um, you can't, can't derive them, um, any other way you have to actually ingest them. So, um, so we put, um, a a very complete and very efficient protein in there. It's, it's vegan. Um, but, uh, but it contains about three times more complete protein per gram than a whey protein Hmm. isolate. So it's a super efficient protein. Um, and then, uh, then the third piece is to rehydrate 
and uh, and that that's really key um, because uh, that that hydration is sort of um, you you almost always end up dehydrated at the end of end of exercise. So so rehydrating helps your body you know do everything um, from rebuilding muscle to uh, to absor- absorbing energy. So. Um, hitting all those three things. And then the really key thing is it's got to taste good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minor detail. <laughs> yeah. Um, so part of what we were doing with the, with the, um, protein is using amino acids to build out this complete protein, but amino acids taste terrible. They're, they're like super bitter. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, and so we're like, I, I remember trying this out on my daughter, Sarah, who was a soccer player and, um, she took one sip of one of, one of our uh, prototypes, and she's, uh, she looks at me, and she goes, I'm not going to drink this, and you can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> Valid feedback. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so that took quite a bit of work, but we ended up, uh, um, ended up using a coconut milk powder um, that really helped the mouthfeel and helped to kind of mask some of those bit- that bitterness. Right. Made it more of like kind of creamy and like a shake and, and um, delicious. So, yeah. So that was, that was the origin of the, the recovery mix. And, um, and uh, you know, it, it was uh, a new product and um, it took a while to kind of get it out there and, and people to try it. But, but now our, like that chocolate recovery is our number one selling skew. Really? Yeah. More than the endurance fuel? It's not the the family as a whole. Like, we sell more of endurance fuel as, as a, a category. Fam, as a category. Got it. But, but like, as an individual um, item that wow. chocolate recovery is the number one selling. Wow. Yeah. I would have, if you would have asked me to guess, I would have thought 10 to 1, you know, I, I don't know, the, you know, the berry endurance fuel versus... The, a, a recovery that's yeah. that's incredible that's so cool do you feel like and and i don't know part of this is because i i question sometimes if like i've got a different sphere of influence than i used to have and so if my perception has changed or if like things actually are are changing but i've got way more exposure to the ultra mm-hmm. world and you know the endurance sports and things like that and i know that the the sports in general are are growing but i've also seen competitor products emerge and and things like that. And I'm just kind of curious from your perspective, do you feel like, are are you still kind of in like, we've got to protect our market share. We're, we're, cause I I am seeing, I'm seeing competitors kind of popping up. And I know though that the, the market in general is growing too. I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on how you approach that. Does Mm -hmm. it do anything? Do you pay attention to it? Oh yeah, no, for sure. We definitely pay attention to it. Um, I think you know our philosophy has always been that that we want to produce great products that work, and if we do that, then we'll we'll be able to be competitive, rather than like we're not just specifically focused on competitors and like, or yeah. or even like taking down competitors. Like we don't we don't really talk badly about competitors ever. Um, uh, we, also we talk badly about them now. No, I'm oh, just yeah, kidding. We could do, do a little bit, of that. <laughs> and then we'll put it out um, there. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, um, but we also we understand that um, people, um, you know, w- ultimately part of being a support crew is like we want people to find a nutri- find nutrition solutions that work for them. Mm. Um, if that is straight tailwind, awesome. If that is tailwind plus some gels, okay, that's that can work too. We can be, you know, um, it's a flexible enough system that 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 can work as well. Um, and um, and we also know people are going to try different things, right? 
Um, it's human nature. And like you said, there are, I mean, almost like a, not a day goes by when another one doesn't pop up. Um, but there, there's some, there's some differences in approach. And, um, and so I, I think maybe the best way to describe it is think about like what, what we try and do is be a base layer. Um, so the, the thing you always put on, um, when you're going to go out and exercise and it gives you most of what you need and you are, um, you know, maybe you're gonna uh, put a different shell on on top of that at, at times, but but the but you have that reliable reliable steady base layer. Um, and with nutrition, if you kind of think about it like a pyramid, um, about um, sixty percent of that base pyramid is really your your diet, um, your everyday diet as an athlete, right? Um, and that that is what supports you. And then there's another. Um, 38% that is your, your sports nutrition. And, and that is the, the key, you know, the key elements, the carbohydrates, the electrolytes, the hydration. Um, and, uh, and then, then you have the supplement part of it, which is really honestly only about maybe 2%. Um, you know, there's very, if you really dig into the science on supplements, there's really only one supplement that's been proven to have a substantial impact on endurance, and uh, and that is um, caffeine. Um, caffeine uh, in certain doses can it can mobilize fatty acids, and that those can be burned. Um, so it, it's essentially adding another another form uh, of fuel, a fuel source, yeah, a fuel source, right? That that can offset some of your uh, potential for glycogen uh, burn. But, um, but everything else is really equivocal as to whether, um, whether there's benefit or not. And we try not, we really basically don't play in that space. Like, uh, that's, that's fine. Other people can do that. Um, and, and you see products that are built around, you know, certain supplements, um, and, uh, or you see products that have, um, you know, different different form factors or, uh, you know, gel this or gel that. But, but in terms of the scientific proof and evidence, that's kind of what we keep coming back to um, is that we base our products on what our bodies really need to perform and, um, and not try and, uh, you know, optimize for that 2%. Right. Yeah. Focus on what's worked, focus on the science, Mm -hmm. stick with the basics. Mm hmm. And, 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 and run a good company, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, and and things like taste, uh, I mean, taste is really important. It matters. Yeah. If you, if you can't, you know, if you're going out for multiple hours and something and you can't keep taking it, uh, because of the taste or the texture, then, um, then it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if it's 2% better. It just, it, it would, um, you know, you'll undermine that by not being able to use it. So, so looking at it kind of holistically uh, like that, and that's not to say we don't uh, worry about competitors um, or or look at what they're doing. And and um, I mean, beg, borrow, and steal too, right? Like if if somebody's got a great idea, like that's definitely something we're interested in understanding. Um, so, it, but but we, we we stay pretty close to the science of what works and yeah. and, and, tr- and don't chase the we're not really into chasing the fads right yeah yeah and it's and it's obviously it's obviously working you know sticking with that and and it's so tried and true just as you've seen even 
the, I mean, it might be a little bit of a stretch to, you know, how you call tissues Kleenexes, but, you know, it's pretty common terminology to call, to call it tailwind, you know, but by, by the brand and, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's, it's just cool to see that, that hold on it. How has it been, you know, with the, the evolution of social media has gotten so big and I know that, you know, you're, you're, you've got some great ambassador and I, I don't know if it, if sponsored athletes would be the right word for it or, or, you know, pros that, that are represent your brand in a, in a pretty powerful way. I'm just kind of curious for, for one, it's super cool to see, like, you know, for a guy like me that works his butt off to be, you know, in the dead center of the pack, you know, to, right. I've got huge fandom of the elite runners and, you know, the, all, all of that stuff. And there's a lot of people like me that are, are paying attention to, you know, influencers in the sport and, you know, the pros and, and the Courtney DeWalters of, of the world and things like that from a founder perspective, how has it been to kind of, I don't want to say like let go of it, but you know, you, you kind of see now other people representing yeah. Tailwind in such a cool, powerful way. So I guess a two part question. One has, has, has that been intentional? Have you, you know, chosen who gets to represent Tailwind and, and why? But then the second part to that question is, is what's it like as a founder to see, to see Tailwind on, you know, national TV and being worn by, by these, these, you know, people who have a way bigger audience than you do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely humbling because like, you're probably better than me as an athlete. I mean, I, I, I am like, I'm not a professional athlete by any stretch of the imagination. It never was. So, um, I'm, I'm in, in awe of what our customers do. Um, and that's, true of the big names that people might recognize, but also true of a lot of people that, that, you know, don't, they're just out crushing aren't, it. aren't in the limelight, but they are just incredible, yeah. um, incredible fortitude. And just, um, it's amazing what people people do. And that's honestly, that is like the thing that keeps us going is hearing those stories. Um, they're, they're really cool. And, um, so I think, you know, in, in the early days, um, and remind me, I do want to come back to like that product question because we have a whole another product line I didn't talk about. Oh, but, yeah, sorry. But um, but the uh, in the early days, you know, we um, that support crew ethos is like, uh, and it's partly from my own experience in Leadville is like, man, the longer you're out there, is the longer you're out there. The the people at the at the back of the pack are actually um, suffering longer Way than more. the ones that are finishing. <laughs> and my own Leadville experience is like my fastest times were my easiest days. Right, right. It's the hard, it's the days when you're dragging that are the hardest. Um, so so we were always focused on like everybody participating and not not just like on the um, on the podium finishers. And part of that was because we didn't have any you know we were a small brand and we didn't have the we didn't have money or um, much to offer um, for sponsored athletes, right? So we didn't really, we deliberately didn't even go after that at all. Yeah. Um, and then uh, over time, it just, people came to us. Um, and uh, and so, uh, you know, one of them, you talked about Courtney uh, DeWalter, and, and um, she um, uh, she was introduced to, to uh, Tailwind through a friend, her friend Maggie Catarrell, who works for us now and is our athlete. Um, manager. Um, you have a whole athlete manager. I know, right? Cool. So, yeah. Um, and she's a tremendous athlete 
herself, and so she really she really gets it, and she you know, knows how to talk and uh, talk with athletes and understand kind of where they're coming from. So, um, and uh, anyway, uh, Tailwind worked really well for 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 Courtney, and so we started working with her about seven years ago, and um, that's blossomed into a whole product line, uh, the the Walter Mellon that we did. Uh, it's a watermelon lime. Uh, we did a flavor with her last year, and um, that's coming back, by the way. Just so um, everyone knows, shameless plug. I, shameless was, plug. I was telling Jeff before we even started recording, I stumbled into that flavor. I, I bought it inadvertently, and then I've been looking for it ever since. I didn't realize that it was a – so I'm so excited it's coming back, and that's like a sincere – it's delicious. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of our – Shameless best. plug. We have to, you know – yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, it was her favorite flavor and, uh, and we made it work and it, it's, it was like, we sold out of it faster than we expected last year. And, and so we're excited to be bringing it back. And, and, um, that's, um, it's, it's, it's really fun to work with athletes and, and she's a really good example of, um, one who, who really just embodies the, the brand that, um, you know, that, how we want people to perceive it. Um, somebody who's, um, she's out there like cheering on the last finisher, um, as much as she's competing with the people at the top and, um, and she's got a smile on her face and just a kind word for everybody. And, um, and just exudes the joy of doing what she's doing. And that's, so, so so we are, yeah. So we are deliberate about who we work with. Um, we're not really into people who are just um, looking for, you know, uh, um, short-term sponsorship until they move on to the next brand the next year, um, because that's not really very authentic. We're really interested in people who are, um, who actually use our products and, and like them because it helps them, helps them do what they're doing. And if, and then, then that's, uh, then when they talk about it, it's, um, it's authentic. We're, well, not, yeah. we're not, we're not, we don't have to ask them to say something that isn't true or uh, exaggerate how they use it. Um, so, so Courtney's a, a pretty good example. And, you know, and it also like that, that base layer, she, you know, tailwind is the core of her nutrition. She gets most of her calories that way. Um, and she also uses other products, um, to, to round it out. So, um, and she's she's authentic in in communicating that, right? You know, yeah, uh, and that's perfectly fine. Authenticity is key yeah. across the board. Yeah, we, it's it's what we talked about when we when we did the presentation together. Right, right. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, because people, you know, you, you all we we all know people that are just like mercenaries, right? Right. <laughs> and it's so obvious. It is. You know the the yeah. Anyway, we don't have to go down that path, but it's so so right. right. And I love the intentional about, you know, who you're working with and the authenticity and, and, you know, making sure that people are representing the brand well, because that's one of the things, you know, I come from a marketing background. And one of the things I've admired so much about the Tailwind business has been the brand equity and, you know, the authenticity behind the brand. And, and I mean, even when you rebranded or did a brand refresh, it, it was seamless. I mean, there, I've, I've observed all of these there's the importance of the brand that you're mm-hmm. building. And, mm-hmm. and obviously I'm learning today a lot more about the actual business side of it. I've, you know, the, the brand side of it's what I've had exposure without talking to you. Obviously I get to, you know, have exposure to the brand side of it. One of the things with Ascent Digital that I like love is when I'll see on social media, my team at a project and they're representing our brand well and, you know, taking initiative to, 
post it on social media themselves and share it. And I mean, it like might be my most favorite thing for a few reasons. One is I get to see things happening without me, yeah. which I love. And then I also know that that means there's multiple things happening at the same time in my business, which is also a, a point of pride for me. Um, but it's also cool because it's like you're seeing it become its own thing. I don't know how to explain it better than that, but it's like it's not me anymore. It's it's a its own. So I'd love to hear how that feels for you. You know, when you're you know you're you're watching. The, the, it's on TV or, you know, these huge, what is the emotion like for you when you're, when you know, you're kind of getting to sit back and see this brand that you've built all over the place? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, it, 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 it definitely is. Um, I sometimes just sort of shake my head, right? Does like, it, I can't, yeah. can't kind of can't believe it. <laughs> um, and, um, and there's a sense of just I'm I'm just grateful that I guess I'm I always kind of feel like I'm I'm grateful that people have given it a chance and that it's working and um, and that they're willing to share that and um, so gratitude's the primary emotion when you're seeing yeah um, I I think I'm maybe by nature like a little bit shy I don't like I don't love being out in the limelight so it's um, I I. Uh, it's, it's, it's like seeing your kid out there, I guess, you know, you're, you're proud, but, but I'm not like, uh, I don't take it for granted either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. I just, I, I can't help, but, you know, vicariously kind of live through you. I just think, you know, cause like I said, I get like little microcosms of it, you know, a social media post here or, or there, and you've got this huge on this huge scale. It's gotta be so cool to, to see it all, but it's cool it to hear cool. your perspective on it too. I, I think I also see, you know, I, I see all the work that went into it going there. And, um, and this is where, so I, I guess it, it's not all me. Like, like I, I know how much work went into it from our team standpoint, whether that's, uh, uh, the marketing team or, um, the production team, um, the R and D, yeah. uh, you know, athlete manager. Y- yeah. Uh, huh. Um, so, so there's a lot that goes into those moments, um, and a, and a big lead up to them. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the work, not necessarily in like the brand growth evolution, but like the work that, that went into getting, you know, that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so that's, probably the part that is most satisfying because you know there's a whole team of people working well together and and pulling off great things exactly yeah yeah how cool i didn't want to forget there the other product line oh yeah yeah it's because you were asking about like kind of the full product line so we we introduced um a line called rapid hydration and um and this came about because um although uh endurance feels like very you know very well received and very popular. Um, even endurance athletes don't always do endurance workouts and, um, and you don't always need all the calories. And, um, and so the, the rapid hydration uses the same, you know, the, the same transport mechanisms takes advantage of the same principles to, to help you hydrate, but, um, w- without all the, um, you know, all the energy that you can get from the endurance fuel products. Um, and so that's been pretty exciting because, um, it's kind of opened our, um, it's, it's opened our brand up to people that, um, aren't necessarily doing, you know, multi-hour plus. Right. Um, and they don't necessarily need that. Um, 
and uh, and so that's given us uh, kind of a whole new um, set of people to to talk to, and that we can still they're still out there, they're still working hard, and we can still help them. Um, but um, but it's not um, you know it's not like strictly endurance. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what's what's next? What's the what's what goals do you have? What's on the horizon? What's the what what is the next chapter going to look like? Um, so uh, so at the uh, in 2022 and kind of leading into 2023, we built out a new production facility in Durango. That was a huge deal for us to be able to stay here um, and to continue making our own products and and then um, distribute them worldwide. Um, and that's enabled us to. Um, to sustain, to keep growing. I mean, we were really kind of at a point where we couldn't keep growing, we couldn't get, introduce new products. So, um, so there's a lot on the on tap for new products um, just this year. Um, if, if I mean, it, it's very ambitious. So um, it'll be exciting to see everything kind of come out um, and, and roll out this year. Um, but uh, also, um, you know, there's been growth in the kind of distribution and and the kinds of places that we're being carried, um, you know, still really like near and dear to our hearts and core is are the the uh, the run and the bike and and outdoor shops, um, and then we've also seen like uh, REIs pick picked up our whole you know a number of our SKUs and and um, is being carried in all their stores now, um, and that rapid hydration product is helping us to reach more of the sporting goods kind of yeah. area too. So we've, we've been, um, we're starting to work with Shields, um, which is kind of a big, uh, big, uh, sporting goods type retailer. And, um, so it's exciting to see that, that we can potentially reach more, more people that way. Um, but, um, also some things that have been happening, uh, um, the, uh, some of the, um, Special operations teams have been have been using Tailwind, and that that part of our business is growing. Um, as uh, we're able to to serve our our men and women um, in the military, and, wow. and that that's really really gratifying. And um, <clears throat> and then uh, I can't really talk about this, but there might be some extra planetary applications as well that are coming. Perfect. <laughs> We'll have you back on after that. But, no, that's amazing. Jeff, thank you so much for giving me your time. You know, like I mentioned earlier on, I, I know how valuable it is. And, and, you know, to reiterate, I've been anxiously excited for, for this conversation for a long time now. So I'm just very grateful that, you know, you're, you're willing to, to share some insight with me and, and some wisdom and, and things like that. I've been, you know, again, a, a huge fan of the product and a customer of yours, but also a huge fan of the brand and the business that you've built. And, you know, we've got to do the presentation together and things like that. It's just been great to get a little bit of insights into, you know, the world that, that you're living in, the business that you're building, the culture that you're building, the, the products that you're manufacturing and, and all of that good stuff. So um, I have a gift for you. Oh, gosh, thank you. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's an Inspire by Example shirt. Let's see if I can get it unfolded. Um, oh, cool. But it's because <laughs> it's because you're inspiring me. And, oh. you know, on, on and in this one, it's I think it's really cool because I, I love having these conversations with people and learning more about all different things. And I've got such a huge passion for ultra running and, and the endurance sports. And so, you know, you inspire me in, in that way and like literally fuel me. So thank you for that. But you also inspire me from 
the business building, the community building, the 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 way that you've built your brand and and been loyal to you know, our local economy and, and Durango and all of that stuff. So you inspire the Head Academy and I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it and, and thank you again for, for sharing a little bit of your wisdom because it's it's hugely appreciated. Ah, you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thank you very much. It's awesome. <laughs> it's been super fun. Perfect. Thanks, Jeff. All right.